Welcome to the Great Lakes Golf Podcast, presented by Reed Furniture in downtown Petoskey. Whatever your furniture need, it's Reed Indeed, alongside Hunter Pulaski. I am Peter Garber. So much to get to in today's episode, including Bryson walking into a rope, PJ Maybank from Sheboygan playing in the Junior President's Cup, plus a full President's Cup preview from Quail Hollow, and a look at some of the bets that are available out there. And then in the local look, the 10th Annual Gam Junior Invitational, has concluded for Forest Acres West. We'll get you some results from that. And then some collegiate results from across the state, including both Michigan and Michigan State girls in action this week in Tennessee. But first, an absolutely wild finish to kick off the PGA Tour season at the Fortnite Championship. Max Homa somehow takes down Danny Willett on the 18th. Hunter, cue the audio. So Homa chips in. Yeah. And the reaction wasn't really surprise. It was like, yeah, I had to do that. I did. <laughs> Still, Danny's got to think he's about to win. Uh, he's not done yet. Not done yet at all. <laughs> Unbelievable, dude. Can you remember a, a wilder finish than that? I mean, I know recency bias, but like that was crazy. I was I was trying to think. I'm probably way too high now. Um, I was trying to think of without without like what you just said, recency bias. I didn't I didn't want that to come into play, and I was really trying to think long and hard. I think you'd have to go back to some kind of like a chip in a, a chip in to win even though that that was kind of a i mean obviously that was a chip in to win but i think a like a walk-off chip in is the only thing i can really think of that might be it's more dramatic but given the circumstances when when max homo was after he hit that bunker shot and he was in that little swale down there the odds of him winning or the odds of danny will winning at that point had to be I mean, minus four thousand. You think like it's, it's like high, high numbers. Like, <laughs> well, I, I was actually it's begin to think what the number would be. It's funny that you mentioned that because I I kept I was gonna bet Max like to the end, and he was plus two hundred teeing off on the eighteenth hole, par five, and I didn't click it. But like you said, after three shots, when Willett's ahead by one and four feet for birdie and Holmes in the swale, 
you know, if they had a live betting option at that point, who knows what the number would have been. But, you know, I'm sure, you know, there was basically no way to foresee Homa then chipping in and Willett three-putting. And it wasn't like Willett was melting over time. Like, he played well the entire day, the entire weekend, and then just had a moment on the last hole. Yeah. Clearly left it in a spot that you don't want to leave it. That was a slippery little putt as we as we saw him blow it five feet by the hole. But he he, he any putt of that length that you hit that far by when two putts gets you into a playoff, like he had to slam that. You know that had to be something of a somewhat of a nervous stroke. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I would think so. I still can't believe. I mean. I wonder if you asked Max because that ball that he his chip shot was going far too fast. I mean, it was it was cooking, and it just it, it obviously it needed to go in. But that was on the same line that Danny was on, wasn't it? It hit the pin perfectly. Yes. Similar line, yeah. similar line. But yeah, the way that it hit the pin, you know, kept it from bouncing out. But yeah, it's crazy to me that Homa hit. As a defending champion and a and a uh, pretty pretty significant favorite, I think that number was like you know varied from book to book, but it was like twelve to one or something like that. So I still know there was a lot of a lot of people who were on it. We talked about his mixed results before he won there last year. So apparently he's figured the golf course out because two years in a row playing really really well. That's a pretty good tournament. Like that golf course, like we talked about last week, the cut I think was minus two. Like it, it, there were some high scores, even like the scores early on Sunday. Their guys like almost touching eighty. You know, like the course can really get you. It requires really good golf. Probably accurate, probably understated accuracy a little bit too much because. You know that that proved to be important if you look at the look at the leaderboard, particularly off the tee. But we had a good week too because you called Taylor Montgomery. Mm-hmm. He had a great Sunday and a great week. He's off to a fast start in his PGA Tour career. Joseph Bramlett birdied the last three holes to top twenty on the number for me and hit what was almost a five to one ticket, which was awesome. And I picked up a live hoagie ticket at three to one to top twenty, and he had a good weekend. So, profitable week on that end, despite some lousy outright choices, for sure. I mean, I had McNeely and Riley, and those guys were nowhere near even sniffing the cut. So, Max Homa continues his meteoric rise and surely kept the viewership down a bit for the live, which I saw peaked at like 95,000 on Sunday, despite the fact that Cam Smith... Are you disputing? Are you disputing I, that? I, I figured I you can't, were one of those. I can't believe 000. you just. I can't believe you just made that comment. Was that like a? Was that a joke? Because it wasn't on TV. Was that what we were trying to do there? Like we were trying to make some some funny comment because you couldn't watch it, Peter. It wasn't on TV until the last three holes. I saw 16, 17, 18 on my television. You <laughs> mean of the PGA event? Yeah, the PGA event. It what was, do you mean? There wasn't. There wasn't. It wasn't on TV on Sunday. What was on TV? Uh, it was. 
It's funny you ask. It was something. What do you mean? What do you mean? They didn't broadcast the tournament? No, no, it was on. If you wanted to go watch it, you could go to NBC Sports app and, you, and you could watch uh, roughly three to four shots and then it wouldn't it wouldn't send you a commercial it'd be it's worse than commercial it's that static screen <laughs> that says coverage will resume shortly that is a screen of death I couldn't stand it, it that's terrible imagine any other sport the first event of the year and that's terrible and it not even being broadcast. That's and so I don't weird. know if that's more, is that a testament? I mean, that's a testament to just a wacky, I think that's just golf, I guess. There's what like were the, they programming on the Golf Channel that they couldn't play the Fortinet? And uh, why is was, the Fortinet sponsoring that if they can't even get Sunday television coverage? It was the ladies event was was taking precedent. They didn't they didn't kick, they didn't kick, which I'm, I don't really. I don't Can't really they stagger that? I don't know. I don't know. It that's was crazy to me. So that's, that's what. Crazy. So it was. It was six. What time was it? I remember, it was like probably six fifteen. Well, I, this is the best I've ever felt about not having golf channel. I don't. I, I wanted to watch. I was watching on my phone, obviously, all day. Yeah. So. But. Not. Uh, I, I'm. I'm glad you did say that because that was going to be my next one of my next points is just how ridiculous that uh, that truly is that it. <clears throat> the first event of the year is not on television until the last, the leaders are on the last three holes of the day. So you would actually think it'd be the opposite that maybe some people who are looking to watch golf, if you have to watch the PGA tour online, why wouldn't you just, you know, at that point it's basically on equal footing with live tour. So it, it exactly. And live tour must've been on cause they broadcast the whole thing and they have a shotgun start. It, it almost from felt like noon to five or whatever. It felt ironic really that, that like, the biggest thing that the PGA, one of the biggest things the PGA Tour has is obviously history and all that, but then they also have broadcast rights with a television company. And then on their opening day that they like have to put out this, this announcement that <laughs> they're going to be on streaming services, just like. Well, for, for whatever it's worth, I would be furious if I was Fortnite. I mean, I don't know if they're getting like a substantial break. I don't know what because this was always a possibility, but I would be like, "What in the heck am I doing?" I mean, I know there's a local impact that goes beyond the broadcast, but like, you want the advertising and the exposure from the broadcast. It's one thing to be on Golf Channel instead of NBC or CBS. It's another thing to be on whatever you just said, NBCSports.com or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I, it's terrible. So, Shame on you, PGA Tour. Let's let's get it together in some ways here. Yeah. So, so as, as long story short, can I ask? Did you watch the live? Uh, I'm trying. To, I had it on on Sunday when I must have turned it on right after the whatever. Isn't I think CBS either CBS or Fox carries a second game, the 4:30 game. I think it was CBS because it was the Steelers. I think Dallas was playing. It was. It was Dallas and the Bengals. So then on Fox, once once there was no game on Fox, I did put the live on just because I was going to put on the PG. I wanted to watch Max play, but I couldn't. I know. Terrible. So Terrible. The, so, so how was how was Rich Harvest? Like I've been looking. I'm curious to know. They were here in Chicago. You know, I wasn't going to go. 
my wife's about to burst. So any minute now I'm headed to the hospital. So and I couldn't go to Rich Harvest Farms and watch DJ play golf for an afternoon. That was not in the cards for me. Yeah. So like I haven't seen much of anything because I don't I don't know if I'm just not following the right but like live doesn't get coverage in the sense that like the other events do and and it's made worse by the fact that I mean, no one's watching it no one's discussing it but did anyone say do you have any thoughts on rich harvest did anyone say anything because it's a very polarizing track uh, i didn't hear anything as far as the golf course goes um you somehow so you apparently you have not been infiltrated by the live all the live rhetoric and because essentially all of the the golf every golf reporter is talking about it, i think as far as i know all I see is all I see is live this because now they're into. Uh, did you see they they just put out a a public letter to one of the uh, official World Golf Rankings Committee chairs stating why they should get official World Golf Rankings. I did see that. Yeah. I. There's no surprise though. I mean, they had they 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 need to lobby for the yeah. OWGR. They do. I mean, that's a huge. That's going to be a huge. This is the process by which anyone must get OWGR, right? I have heard some people sort of, yeah, you know, I saw Kyle Porter from CBS, for example, poking fun at the nature of their letter saying that there's by, by, if you follow their logic, then like some member guests should be, should have official world golf rankings included because they say that the format is not important and it's just about the quality of the field, the players. So, yeah, I don't. Neither one of those things are true. It's a combination of both. So, I I still think if you were to say four months ago or five months ago, where would you think Live would be today? I think we both would have said we both would have spoke less of it than what it is where it currently is. I just don't know. It all seems. I think the team aspect is is somewhat. If it like I've heard reports, it's going to end up being like F one, which. Recently, I've become like a, I've actually really started to like F one, and like the <clears throat> whether it be manufacturers or like the team. I think the team has a little bit of legs. We'll see. I don't. I don't. If it's gonna, <laughs> if it's easier to watch than these fall wraparound events. Let's say Max Homa wasn't playing this weekend. Max wasn't in that field. wasn't in that position. It was Danny Willett versus. No offense to Justin Lauer or Taylor Montgomery. I but don't, yeah, point taken. I don't see how a casual fan is going to pick that over a Cam Smith, Peter Uline, and Dustin Johnson all within one shot of each other playing well, playing in the same group. You, it's interesting that you say that because the casual fan. I really don't know. The casual. I really fan. don't. I still don't know that they're going to go to live. My tour is not growing, and it doesn't look like the viewership is really increasing. No. Tournament no, to tournament. So that's a problem for them. They're not attracting more eyeballs. It seems like a lot of people may have, that have tuned in to previous events have not stayed with it. So I don't know. They have some they have some issues of their own. Yeah. Because this should have been a great this should have been a great Sunday for you. Even with Homa in contention, if the broadcast was difficult to for a casual fan or a TV only viewer to access. Yeah, I think I think if they were, if they really wanted to, 
if their goal was to get viewership, they should really run like a like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and play it in places where it would be in prime time for whoever they think is their biggest market. I would probably I would definitely I would like at least tune I would know probably be more likely to know what was going on if it wasn't competing with the PGA tour and college football and the NFL. That's just a, that's just a lot going on. To, what, where do you stand on what do you think that the live tour should get official world, world golf ranking points? Yes and no. I think the guys that should be playing in the majors, and I know that's like a super arbitrary thing to say, like it's, it's but I do think those guys should still play in the majors. And if that's what if this what needs to happen for them to play in the in the majors, then they need to get the like I, I need to see Cam Smith in all the majors. I need to see Neiman in all the majors. I need to see DJ in all the majors for at least a couple more years. Well, I'm glad to know you're not really concerned with the fairness of it, only making sure that the top players are at the events that you watch on television. Well, which not not not. I me. totally get, and I actually think they probably should get some official World Golf ranking points. You would think so. But they, it has to be like prorated to the size of the field, the gimmickiness of the event. Shotgun starting, and it's only three days. Also, that whole line, just for whatever it's worth, maybe nothing, that whole line of playing less and the travel being more accommodating and all that was such BS. These guys are going all over the freaking place. Well, I think now because they have to. It's not like I I don't think – I think they've definitely had to pivot off of, yes, I think they'd like to play in these 12 events and then play in the majors, but if you're not going to give them world golf ranking points, I think they have to be, I don't think it's like all the guys are going everywhere. It's like Patrick Reed, who always played in all these events. So it's not like he is really changing. And maybe he did say spend. I don't think, he, I don't even think he did. He's he's not the kind of person who would say that tra- the schedule's more accommodating yeah. for me. So this is what the, the seven. He probably said he wanted to grow the game. Yeah, who knows what he said. Uh, seven steps for official World Golf ranking inclusion that you must abide by. So here's uh, I'll just go through the quick seven. Uh, number one, embrace an embrace of inclusion and in promoting non-discriminatory practices. Number two, com- competitions contested over seventy-two holes, except for developmental tours like the Abima TV Tour, the Alps Tour, the European Pro Tour, among others, which Uh-oh. are rated to be fifty-four. Okay whole events. Number three. That's a problem. An open annual qualifying school held before the start of each season. Number four, Uh-oh. a field size average of 75 players over the course of a season. Uh-oh. Number five, Uh-oh. a 36-hole th- cut, whether playing 54 or 72 holes. Uh-oh. A clear op- Number six, a clear opportunity to progress to a full member tour, that is to one of the six members of the International Federation <laughs> of PGA Tours. Uh-oh. <laughs> so we got, all we did was number one. <laughs> I'm not. So even, far. I'm not even sure if non-discriminatory yeah. practices uh, should qualify here. So we're batting uh, either zero or close to it. And then number seven, reasonable access for local and regional players, i.e., Monday qualifiers at each of its tournaments. It's, okay, so they're <laughs> they're in deep trouble. They they think they just batted over seven, maybe one for seven, depending on how you look at it. Um, I think, How do they plan to just bypass that entire system and get the points? 
them them naming it numeral new <laughs> Roman numeral fifty four <laughs> just pigeonholed them so bad. They need to make this. They need to have a cut. Just just pay these pay the players to get cut x amount of dollars whatever they yeah, want yeah they should to call be. it just call it the international tour the world tour and then and then play 72 holes whatever the what are you what do you think there's no way the 72 roman numeral 72 is nearly as creative they should they should have, 54 <laughs> they should have a team of all monday qualifiers yeah um the case of the moon days should be their team name so so actually we're just gonna we're not just gonna, the moon days. We're not gonna do local. We're gonna do we're gonna do local next because we're gonna go right into President's Cup. If if this is a blowout, this President's Cup is a blowout. Are we close to like a live a live versus PGA tour? <laughs> that, is that what Phil meant when he said that the tours need to come together? Yeah, right. Do you mean to play yeah, each other? Once every two it's years. A show to fight to the death. I think that would be more competitive than it would be it would get it, such it would be close, incredible such the, an incredible amount of viewership. Yeah. <laughs> there would be so many people watching. Honestly, I think it'd be better. I think it'd be better competition. I really do, and I think there'd be a lot more viewership. Obviously, I don't know that. The, yeah, I don't know. They've looked at reprising the rethinking the President's Cup many many times, haven't they? I don't know. I don't. Are we so. going into President's Cup now? Because have you talking about it being a blowout? Have you looked at some of these updated numbers? I know it was already minus seven hundred. What's it at now? For the U.S. last week, which I think it's still there. And you see what the favorite for the winning score is? You can bet the exact winning score. Um, eight to one. You want to guess? It's eight to one. Eight to one. Um. It would be like thirty total points. Twenty-two to six. <laughs> Terrible math and a poor guess. That twenty-two was... to eight. But no, it's eighteen to twelve, which I think is dramatic enough as it is. That doesn't seem nearly high enough. I really don't. So, think, so I think what it you so you thinking about getting in on this then? Uh, maybe not th- that exact, but I mean, that's just, that's essentially, there's you're keeping nothing the, you're to keeping bet the books ex- open. There's nothing to bet except is the only value that this event is going to provide. And it's not even on network TV until Saturday and Sunday, even though it's four days, I think, right? Uh, four yeah. days or three days. It is four days, Thursday, Thursday through Sunday. The only value is going to be in the individual matches on the international side. Like picking underdogs that can reasonably win a match against the Americans. Because the odds for the Americans are going to be ridiculous. Don't you think? Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking them up right now. I'm, I'm trying to. Plus 850, 18 to 12. What? Plus 900, 17 to 13, or 1911. These are all Americans winning. 10 to 1, 20 to 10. Like, if you really think it's going to be a blowout, you can get decent numbers. Like, if you think it's going to be 22, to, they won't even give you 22 to 8. They'll give you 23 to 7. Oh, yeah, they will. 22 to 8 is 20 to 1. 
I actually think there's possible that. Do you think it's stupid to even bet the internationals at plus 700? Uh, they have no chance. I mean, I was seeing like that Immelman's given a mojo or whatever. I don't think there's not enough mojo to be given. How much mojo do you think he has to give that he can? He do can the Americans f- care? I don't think so, and I don't think it matters. What if they play down to their competition? They're fit. I okay, don't. so you're going to bet the minus 700 then? No. No, I was actually thinking about it until last night because I, I was on. I had such a bad weekend gambling responsibly on Saturday and Sunday that going into last night before I won that won a parlay, I was considering throwing just a, like a like twenty bucks on the USA just to like get a like a feel good bet, like just see something go in sort of thing. Something I needed to see something hit the net. Twenty bucks to win three. Yeah, that's all I need. I didn't really care. Obviously, not uh, just something. I just needed something easy. But I don't think I'm gonna do that anymore. I, yeah, I, no, I don't think I would. I think it's gonna <laughs> not gonna be a great event for for people who like to bet. I think the only thing I'm most interested in. I think uh, I was just talking about it with one of my buddies. I think I'm really excited to see how Tom Kim plays. I think Tom Tom Kim could save the Presidents Cup. If he plays well, it's up to him. It's on your shoulders and your shoulders alone, Tom. <laughs> the rest of the shoulders are pretty narrow around, around the internationalist club. So we, we need some broad shoulders to, to take this. Club. They need Benny on. He's hot. He's firing right now. Yeah. No, I mean, he. we'll see. I don't want to. This is like the last thing I want to do is say. Like have to eat, eat crow next week that the internationals win, but I just can't see. I can't see a world if this was okay. Okay, if, if this was you say so. In internationals is tough because even like home, home field advantage for internationals isn't necessarily home field advantage for, for other. So even if it was, in like we'll say Australia for example, it only really helps. What one guy on their team, two guys, so yeah, it's yeah. tough. There's to, no, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see well, it. Well, Hollow's a good course for a lot of our players too. So, what do you? I mean, on your on your excitement level, out of, of one to ten for the Presidents Cup, how excited are you? Zero. Yeah. In comparison to like Whistling Straits two years ago, now how how excited were you? Eleven. Yeah. Is that? And that's solely just based off of the how lopsided you expect it to be. No, just because I'm never going to be at the same level of excitement for Presidents Cup as I am for Ryder Cup to begin with. Why is that? So I can never match because I don't care that much. I, there's no such thing as playing internet. Like there's no rivalry. It's not like the U.S. versus the world. It's the world minus Europe, and it's like certain parts of the world. Like the whole thing is just hard to get juiced about something like that it's fun to always support your country and be like you know it's like at the u.s playing in the oh, america's cup versus the world cup you know like i'm just not gonna ever get as excited as i am when it really truly matters to me wow and the Ryder cup rivalry is real and fierce so it's exciting but also because the yeah the competition is sort of lopsided and 
And, you know, there's sort of a shadow cast over this President's Cup by virtue of the developments with Liv and certain players not being able to compete. Yeah. But this is a good place to segue to the local stuff because we've actually got the Juniors President's Cup going on right now, which is really exciting for us because PJ Maybank from Sheboygan is on the American team, which is an amazing achievement in and of itself so you want to tell us a little bit more about that yeah that was a that was a very good segue so uh the junior president's cup which is played just outside of um uh where where quail hollow is in charlotte at myers park country club um like pierre said pj maybank is playing uh this is his first time being invited i mean quite the quite the honor to be included in this this is the i want to say it is the top twelve uh, is the top twelve uh, United States players versus the top twelve international players. Uh, currently, the event is over now, so it's just it was through today, Tuesday. Um, starting with the four ball on Monday morning, the international team won uh, four to two, and PJ lost his match two and one. He was playing with Nicholas Gross from Downingtown. Uh, Pennsylvania versus Joshua Bay and Jaden Ford from New Zealand and New Zealand. In the second round foursome, uh, PJ Maybank and why can't I find Johnny Clark? Johnny Clark is from Mesa. They played uh, URAV Primelli and Jeffrey Guan from South Africa and Australia. Uh, Guan and Primelli won three and two. And internationals won that uh, session 3.5 to 2.5. And then finally, uh, <clears throat> the Americans woke up a little bit on the singles match. They won 8.5 to 3.5. Unfortunately, PJ lost to Chris Richards, who's from Trinidad and Tobago, 4-3. and three. Um, And I'm trying to see a final score. Do you see a final score? For the team competition? Yeah. So my quick, if my quick math is correct, I got team point summary. USA won thirteen to eleven. Correct. So a great comeback. They were down through the first session. It was it was four to two in the favor of international. After the second session, it was seven and a half to four and a half. And then in the singles, they won eight and a half to three and a half. Exactly right. So, yeah. So a great finish. Yeah. And so, even though PJ didn't play his best, I mean, still, still a. Uh, you know, an impressive thing to make this team. Oh yeah, that it's pretty awesome seeing the Sheboygan, Michigan, up there on this leaderboard. It is very cool, very very cool. So, uh, moving moving on, let's just jump right into the. We'll stay with the junior golf. So, the tenth Gam Junior Invitational was uh, this past week, seventh uh, September seventeenth and eighteenth at Forest Acres Golf Course. Uh, Forest Acres West. In the boys' division, uh, overall division, Max Vandermullen, who we've said his name countless times, shot six under, 68-70, to take home the crown, beating out Drew Miller by two shots. Uh, Drew shot 71-69. And then in the girls' division, uh, Kate Brody uh, continues her really hot summer. She shot seven under, 65-72-137, beating out Grace Wang, who shot three under, and Sophie Stevens, who shot um, two under, 142. 
and then quickly, I don't know why I don't have it pulled up, but let me find the 15 and under for the girls was won by uh, Grace Slocum, who is a Traverse City native. She shot plus two, 75, 71, 146. And in the boys, uh, a little bit of a route in the 15 under, Ian uh, Massis uh, from Okemos shot plus two, 77, 69, beating out the next closest competitor by seven shots. Uh, Cooper Rietzma from Ida shot plus nine, 153. And nice 69 there, the second round. That's a good plan. Yeah, really good plan from uh, 15 and under. 15 and under is not too bad. And then moving on to uh, a little bit of college golf. So the the girls for Michigan were not able to uh, keep up their stellar play uh, through all three rounds of the Annika inter- Intercollegiate. Uh, struggled on on uh, their last round. I want to say they went 282, 288, 288, 304 uh, in the final round. Uh, Monet Chun did finish in the top 10. She finished at 215, 70, 72, 68, 75. And the other girls for Michigan shot 73, 75, 73. That is Haley Borgia. Michaela Schultz shot 70, 74, 78. Ashley Lau shot 74, 71, 78. And Annika Dye shot 73, 75, 79. And then <clears throat> there was no no Michigan State tournament for the boys. They are still they're playing in the uh, Folds of Honor Collegiate here coming up, which is at American Dunes, September 26th through the 28th. And uh, the Michigan boys are still off until the Yale tournament here coming up next week. And Peter has some updates from the tournament in Knoxville, which has both the Michigan State girls and the Michigan girls playing. Yeah, Michigan State played really well, shot five under in the final round to finish fifth overall. They were led by Shannon Kennedy, who tied for seventh. Um, Also had good performances from... Brooke Bierman, who tied for 10th. Valerie Plata, tied for 13th. Valentina Rossi, 25th. Leela Reigns, tied 47th. And Katie Liu, tied for 51st, it looks like. So some solid play in there. Two girls in the top 10 and a fifth place overall finish with a strong 500 par final round. They moved up three spots in that final round and actually beat edged out Michigan by a stroke. Uh, Wake Forest. Uh, just confirming, Peter, do we still have one more round possibly? Are you seeing Tuesday scores? Because I am not seeing, at least on the Michigan State website, I'm not seeing Tuesday scores yet. That could. Yeah, I'm looking at, at Twitter. It's This is from an hour ago, so okay. I, think this oh, yeah. is, yep, I think this is updated. Yeah. You would think so. They went off at 945-ish. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Good, good, good. So, yeah, the Michigan uh, team came in just a stroke uh, behind Michigan State, as I pointed out. Uh, Haley Borgia led the way with a 207 total. She tied for seventh. Monet Chun, or excuse me, Michaela Schultz tied for 18th. Monet Chun tied for 21st. Annika Dai tied for 55th. And Sydney Sung tied for 70th. So, like I said, a tie for sixth. Uh, along with Virginia Tech and Tennessee, just one stroke behind the Spartans, but a solid, solid week there, top half of the field. 
uh, for the Wolverines. So good, good weeks for both Michigan and Michigan State girls golf teams at a stacked field in Knoxville at the uh, Cherokee Country Club. Hunter, back to you. That is uh, all I have for uh, the local look. All right, can you? We have to talk about Bryson. Yes, yes, we do. So give me one before second. we before we wrap. Hunter's gonna play this audio because I, I'm sure you've seen it, but it's it's so good. Just Bryson is the gift that keeps on giving. If you did not see, he lost a fight with a rope <clears throat> at Rich Harvest at the Live Golf event over the weekend here in Chicago meaning the ropes that separate the players from the spectators. Correct. And actually, I have some takes about this, so once we play it, I will I will get those takes off. Give me a second. Bryson. Oh, my, oh my God. God. What the f***, Oh, my God. All right. Okay. No. Okay. 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 So apologies for the bleeps, but uh, that's too good not to play. And thank you to Bryson for walking into that rope. Hunter, proceed with your takes. Uh, I, I think I know that exact. Like I, I've you know that rope that hit, that hit him in the eye. There's no doubt that that hurt. Like it definitely. That's that's like the the first thing I would say is like that definitely if it caught him in the eye there's no doubt that that hurt like a son of a gun, but <laughs> he has nobody to blame but himself. The guy did not. I've watched that video more times I'd like to admit because I get a chuckle out of it every single time. The guy had the rope held at the same height the entire time he was supposed to be going under it. He walked right into the rope. <laughs> the guy, yeah, yeah. the guy no, didn't like drop down, it. He didn't yeah, like drop it on him or anything, or like like lift it up right in his like right when he was supposed to be going under. Like nobody to blame but himself. Yeah, two two of my favorite parts from that video and the whole thing is great. But one is when he blames everyone else when he says "WTF, guys!" Like it's someone else's fault that he walked into the rope that was being held up for other people who had already walked under it, right? I would, I think his caddy had just walked under it. I want to say somebody had just walked under, and it. it was plenty high for him to duck ever so slightly and get under comfortably. Correct. Yeah, I mean, it's not he's not That's like he's not like one. some like six foot eight giant. He's he's a he's a normal yes. normal size height human being. So that was terrific. I really enjoyed that. And then secondly, when they said, are you all right? And he says, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, you are such a baby. dude. Like, he, he has the emotional maturity of a kid playing t-ball. Yeah. It, it, like, just unfolded. It's like nobody, 95,000 people watched live but how many millions of people have watched and laughed at the video of Bryson walking into a rope? Yeah, I, I, I've said it. I think that might have been the best thing that ever happened to live is because there's no <laughs> that video. I saw that video again this morning. It has like five million views. It's from, a setup from Bernie. Bernie. Yeah, it probably is. Um, Bryson. 
This is what we're going to need you to do, okay? You're going to need to walk into a rope. Yeah. I, back to live just for a second. I mean, you mentioned that like as like a haha funny. It does what I think might kill it for me is it does right now it feels so scripted. Like everything that the players say, maybe it is how they feel, but it just feels like very much like you, we need you to say this so people get this yes. impression and and this is what we're going to do and just go with it. And we're paying you a lot of money, so you're going to say what we want you to say. I, it just, they just seem very like cookie-cutter answers right now, all political. I, it just it's That's what might turn me off here at some point. And I'm not really – it's not like I'm – like all in on on live if it's if it's on against and I'm fine watching I'm I'm capable of watching multiple things at the same time and getting enjoy, enjoyment out of both of them but it sure would be nice to watch well I think that's what you're going to get from those live players for the foreseeable future I hate to have to tell you that but I don't see that changing anytime soon that's obviously for a reason yeah. whatever that reason may be no, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Do you think as of right now, this is September 20th, 2022, do you think that Cam Smith will play and will be able to play in all four majors next year? And I use Cam Smith's name because he's the most, the key has the strongest case to play in those majors as of right now. I would say probably Yes. I would say probably yes. Are there ones that you feel more confident in him playing than other ones? The Open Championship. There's there's no way... I have the utmost confidence that they will absolutely invite him back regardless of the circumstances. I think Hell would have to freeze over before he didn't play in the Open Championship next year. God, God willing, like some kind of injury, but... That there's no way, and I, I think the same thing for the the Open, the U.S. Open. I think you essentially would have to change the name of the event. <laughs> well, he can always, yeah. If he doesn't have the points, he can qualify. You can't keep him out. Yeah, and I always wonder, like, do you think do you think a guy like Cam Smith can just go to a a qualifier and just turn it on, and like he would make that qualifier? Oh yeah, nine times out of ten. Maybe not nine out of ten. But we've seen guys do it. Adam Scott went through the open qualifying a couple of years ago. Yeah, but I think I think of how Cam Smith is playing right now. I think he's on a different level than what Adam Scott was when he did that. Would you? Yeah, and that's what I mean. I mean, he could if if Adam Scott could do it, then Cam Smith can definitely do it. Yeah, no, I agree. Is yeah. he is he gonna do it? I don't know, but I think if he tried, he'd have a really good chance to get through. I mean, he's a great player. Yeah. Oh, it would be it would be shocking to see him not make it through, but we'll see. I, I was I was just curious as to You know, it's an interesting hypothetical. Obviously, we're going to find out a lot more of that about that as they go through this OWGR process, but their their prospects don't look good based on the list of seven qualifications you read. Yeah, no they don't. And I'm actually shocked that Dustin Johnson's only fallen. I was reading something today. He's only fallen from number 13 when he left the PGA Tour to number like 22 now. I figured it was much steeper than that. Well, Cam Smith could hang on for the Masters just by virtue of that even. Oh, yeah. Top yeah. 50? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. That's what it is. So. 
I just need what and I, the what majors I, may just punt like the masters might even punt in that regard and just say we're going to keep it the same and then they'll worry about it in two years when by then live may have died a quiet whimpering death anyway yeah we'll see i think i think what i need to really make this just really all come full circles i think i need one of the live players to win a major that would just be it'd be chaos chaotic and it'd be fun Cam Smith. I just like Cam Smith a lot. This is tough. I just to. don't. I don't know if that would even do anything. Yeah, it would be. It would be tough for because it seems like the big argument everyone is trying to make right now is they took was that the oh boy the BMW Championship in Europe two weeks ago. All all I saw was the live player finishes, which actually they played pretty well. How they finished in that BMW Championship event, and they're and how that should have some merit. So I think, I think just thinking about, like when I saw, we talked about it, but when I saw Patrick Reed leading that the BMW championship for for five minutes, that was, got, got me moving a little bit. I thought that was exciting. But I still don't know if it moves viewers to live or if it changes minds about live because the quality of the players on the live tour has never been in dispute. It is what it is. Top heavy. They have some of the world's best. And then they have a lot of guys who are not. So like that, you know, nobody's saying those guys stink. Therefore, they should not be able to play or anything like that. They're just saying, I'm not going to watch that. When we'd have a real conversation is if Sunday, Fox plays an early NFL game. And during the game, they're promoting the end of the lift. And they go from football to live, and Max Homa versus Danny Willett is not on TV. Now you're talking about moving people over. Yeah. But until that day comes, I don't know that the conversation advances very far. And if they were hoping to build a huge audience of their own making, they're 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 going to have to make some changes in that regard because the results are not there. Yeah, I felt uh, I felt bad for our boy uh, James. James Piat, he got some shots taken from. Uh, did you see? Did you see what DJ? Yeah, I saw DJ rip him. <laughs> it's a fair point. It's. I don't know how you would. Like like I like I mentioned earlier, I want, I want them to cherry pick the top players. I want those guys to still be able to play, in the best events, but I just don't know how you handle, that side of things. Well, James is going to be out on the street here pretty soon because he'll get displaced. Oh yeah, I think I think James knew good and well that he was just going to go make a bag. I think he did too. Which is good for him. I really, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I truly believe good for him. I Me mean, too. I, I don't think he was. We're seeing. We are a Michigan-based podcast, but we are seeing. We are seeing right now in real time that maybe he didn't have what it took to make it on the big tour, and that's okay. Yeah, maybe he knew that. Yeah, yeah totally fine. Well, enjoy the Presidents Cup, go USA, USA. Yeah, I guess I don't know. It'll be it'll be exciting to see. I'm or it won't be. I mean, it'll just be. We'll see what happens. Who knows? It'll be the opposite of exciting. It will be potentially. I'm excited to see Michigan play against a, um, somebody not in the bottom five of the FBS with <laughs> this uh, weekend. I'm not. I wish we could just play them the whole year and then get blown out in the semifinal and call it a season. Who are you guys playing? That's what it's like when you're Notre Dame. Not this year. It's not. Goodness gracious, no, they stink. They're bad. They might be worse than Michigan State. 
Well, Marshall, after they beat them, lost to some no-name school that was like I can't even remember who it was now. <laughs> Missouri State or something. So yeah. How about those, those li- the Lions though. too? The Lions, I uh, this could be the Lions' year to win s- nine games. Nine's not going to get you a wild card, though. I don't think so. I don't think I. I still. I was talking to your brother this morning. I think if you going into the season two months ago, I think. I mean, the the Vegas has their odds or their win totals at what six and a half preseason. I want to say so. Like, if they won eight games, that's a a lot better than what I think they were. I think next year is really where they, they should get over six and a half. They should. They have good enough personnel. With how bad their defense that, is not great, but with how bad that they have a really is, good offensive line, is, very good running back, good wide receivers, a very good tight end. No, oh, be careful. Hawkinson couldn't catch a loaf of bread. I mean that okay. respectfully. And he drops. That everything. was very. It was very respectful. Yeah. He drops everything, but he caught one late in the game last week, which was nice. What is it with the Lions drafting tight ends that struggle with drops? <laughs> Who is uh? Went from Eric Ebron to this guy. We had Pettigrew in the middle. Nah, that was pre. That was pre. Uh, Ebron, though. Was it Ebrick? Yeah, exactly. All right, enjoy the President's Cup. Yes, enjoy it.